So to celebrate his big accomplishment of signing a $1.9 trillion bill that is going to do nothing for COVID, and to celebrate the first day that the pandemic was declared in the United States, Joe Biden decided to have a, a speech, a State of the Union a press conference? I don't know what it was. It wasn't really a press conference. He didn't answer any questions. Let's go through this speech. I know I'm doing this really late at night it's because I got the speech and I want to go through it word for word because even though Joe Biden didn't have any brain farts this entire thing because he read it off a teleprompter, he kind of BSed his way through it. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene, and I almost skipped this podcast today because I was with my uh, fiance, and I love her, and I don't do my podcast in front of her until I live with her, but we're not there yet. So, but Joe Biden did do his State of the Union celebration of a year of being under a pandemic, and it was really I got to tell you, it was really a weird speech. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to cover this speech. And one day I'm going to do things like this live. But I, I, there's got to be things that you cut out. So the first thing that happens is Joe Biden walks down the hallway to wherever he's going in the White House. And lots of flags. No military soldiers, probably because they hate him. And he walks up and he starts talking about COVID. And I don't know, listen to this and I'll, 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 I'll give my opinions as we go through the speech. A year ago, we were hit with a virus that was met with silence and spread unchecked. Denials for days, weeks, then months. That led to more deaths, more infections, more stress, and more loneliness. Okay, right off the bat, right off the bat, Biden's full of shit. The first things first, um, it wasn't ignored. The virus was not ignored. As a matter of fact, Donald Trump cut off China early January. Um, he mentioned the virus in his State of the Union uh, speech at the end of January. Now, mind you, the people who ignored it were the Democrats. The de- I mean... Biden called Trump a xenophobe for cutting off China. So we can already see the tenor of the speech. And it wasn't until March that everyone said, okay, now we've got a huge problem. And of course, then the Democrats decided, oh, we've got a crisis. Let's use this crisis to change the world. So right off the bat, it was answered. It was dealt with. The best that anyone in the world dealt with it because nobody in the world knew how to deal with it. So already I call a BS moment for Joe Biden. So let's continue. There's a ton, by the way, ton more BS moments for Joe Biden. Photos and videos from 2019 feel like they were taken in another era. The last vacation, the last birthday with friends, the last holiday with extended family. While it was different for everyone, we all lost something, a collective suffering, a collective sacrifice, a year filled with the loss of life and the loss of living for all of us. But in the loss, we saw how much there was to gain. 
and appreciation, respect, and gratitude. Finding light in the darkness is a very American thing to do. I hate this crap that all politicians do. Uh, they get emotional. They start trying to apply what they went through with what you go through. Uh, Joe Biden didn't lose a damn thing during COVID. He was hiding out the entire way. And one of the things, this it, that part is to make him emotional, emotionally connected to the listener. The problem is the people who are listening either don't like and already think he's full of crap, or they do like him and, oh, it's a wonderful guy. And then the other thing that bothers me is this America thing. And he does this a couple of times. Um... You hate America. You keep saying how we're systemically racist. You keep saying how our cops are racist. You are allowing people who do not belong in this country into this country. I think maybe he's juxtaposing himself to Trump, but this doesn't work. It's not a real good way of being, and it's not working. So I was already turned off by this within three minutes of a speech. In fact, it may be the most American thing we do. And that's what we've done. We've seen frontline and essential workers risking their lives, sometimes losing them, to save and help others. Researchers and scientists racing for a vaccine. And so many of you, as Hemingway wrote, being strong in all the broken places. I know it's been hard. I truly know. He doesn't know, and because he was stuck in his basement for the last two years, last year, and um, the teachers are not in school, so where's the bravery there? It seems like he's rewarding cowardice. I'm sorry, I truly believe that, and he mentions the classrooms later in the speech, but I truly believe uh, to sit back and say something like that about essential workers is great for nurses and doctors and Walmart employees and Amazon drivers. I truly do respect them. But he leaves out the people that really needed to do things like save our kids from killing themselves by having them in school. That never happened. So I don't want to hear about his BS. As I've told you before, I carry a card in my pocket with the number of Americans who have died from COVID to date. It's on the back of my schedule. As of now, total deaths in America, 527,726. That's more deaths than in World War I, World War II, the Vietnam War, and 9-11 combined. Okay, this is a BS meter here. First off, um, he carries that card with him because he can't remember six digits. That's what it is. And by the way, uh, another, it's not BS, but just here's his first gaffe. Um, in the back of my schedule, the reason he needed to know those numbers is because he was scheduled to actually recite those numbers and he couldn't remember them. The second thing that's BS is we didn't have 530,000 people die in this country of COVID. We didn't. And the reality is, if you got in a car accident and you had COVID within 90 days, you were listed as a COVID death so the hospitals could actually gain money. That's not a conspiracy theory, by the way. 
our COVID deaths are very high compared to the flu, but they're probably around 200,000. So it isn't as bad as he makes it, but you're going to hear later why he needs to really push that 500,000, 530,000 number. There were husbands, wives, sons and daughters, grandparents, friends, neighbors, young and old. They leave behind loved ones, unable to truly grieve or to heal, even to have a funeral. But I'm also thinking about everyone else who lost this past year to natural causes, by cruel fate of accident or other disease. They, too, died alone. They, too, leave behind loved ones who are hurting badly. You know, you've often heard me say before, I talk about the longest walk any parent can make is up a short flight of stairs to his child's bedroom to say, I'm sorry, but I lost my job. Can't be here anymore. Like my dad told me when he lost his job in Scranton, so many of you have had to make that same walk this past year. I wish politicians would lose the emotional crap because it doesn't work. Joe Biden's never had Joe Biden's job since he was 29 years old was a senator. I he's been he's never had a job. And he's sitting back and saying he understands the working man. He has no idea about the working man. That is a BS lie. And yes, I know he lost a son. I've lost a son. It hurts very badly. I know I could never be a president when I lost my son. But to sit back and try and say that, yay, I've been there, I've been there, I've been there, it's crap. It's absolute crap. It's disingenuous. And again, I wish politicians would stop doing this. It's not about emotion. Talk to the people. Tell them what's going on. Ronald Reagan did this. George Bush did this. The other George Bush did this. Heck, heck, Clinton was a little bit more of a BS artist, but he did it too. And Donald Trump definitely did this. Just tell the people what's going on. You lost your job. You closed your business. Facing eviction, homelessness, hunger, a loss of control, maybe worst of all, a loss of hope. Watching a generation of children who may be set back up to a year or more because they've not been in school because of their loss of learning. It's the details of life that matter most. And we miss those details. The big details and the small moments. Weddings, birthdays, graduations. All the things that needed to happen but didn't. The first date. The family reunions, the Sunday night rituals, it's all has exacted a terrible cost on the psyche of so many of us. For we are fundamentally a people who want to be with others, to talk, to laugh, to hug, to hold one another. Hey, this was emotional bullshit that let him talk, whatever, whatever. But there's something that really bothers me here. And he said, we are fundamentally as a people that want to be social. Um, like, it's an American thing to be social. No, we're human beings and human beings are social. All human beings, where they be from Russia, China, 
Japan, South America, North America, Africa, we're all social beings. And I found it very strange wording that he said it like that. Because it made it seem like being social is an American thing. Now, I remember Barack Obama once sat back and said, well, no, you can't travel. He said this when he was elected in 2008. Well, traveling is not so, is an American thing to see family and things like this. And we've been told we can't see our family during this pandemic. And this is coming from the same party that is trying to break up the family. Do you notice that? Oh, I did. And it's kind of disturbing. But this virus has kept us apart. <clears throat> Grandparents haven't seen their children or grandchildren. Parents haven't seen their kids. Kids haven't seen their friends. The things we used to do that always filled us with joy have become things we couldn't do and broke our hearts. B.S. We could have done all those things and a lot of states did them and they were Republican states. And the government said not to do them. The news media said not to do them. Weird ass pundits from BLM said we couldn't do them. He's full of crap here. Too often, we've turned against one another. A mask, the easiest thing to do to save lives. Sometimes it divides us. States pit it against one another instead of working with each other. Vicious hate crimes against Asian Americans who've been attacked, harassed, blamed, and scapegoated. At this very moment, so many of them, our fellow Americans, they're on the front lines of this pandemic trying to save lives. And still, still, they're forced to live in fear for their lives just walking down streets in America. This might be the biggest BS, most telling moment in the world. First off, there is no evidence masks work. As a matter of fact, they don't wear masks in Florida. And their infection rates are lower than they are in California, where we're required to wear masks everywhere. There's only one study that said masks might work. It was from Sweden, and they came up with it's inconclusive. That's the first issue with this. That's the first issue I have with this statement. The second issue is Asian, the attack on Asian Americans, the hate crimes against Asian Americans. What he's basically referring to is Trump used to call this a China virus because China is where the virus came from. Now he's saying, oh, the attacks against Asian Americans is because Trump used to call it China virus. That's not what happened. It was found. The DOJ released a report that found that 86% of hate crimes against Asian Americans were by blacks in the United States. 86%. Not about whites, not from white supremacists. This is a real twisting of the facts. And I, I know he's all science and all this crap, but the reality is he's not. And this was a bullshit statement from this guy. Finally, he talks about states pitted against each other. No, Florida 
South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, Texas, Arizona, Nevada, they all had enough. They all said, this is crap, you're not following the science. We're opening our economies. South Dakota never closed, for Christ's sake. I know they don't have a lot of people, but they never closed. Do you know what happened in South Dakota? Their employment rate is 3.3%. They've got an incredibly low unemployment rate. Florida has been opened completely since August to the point they had the Super Bowl. And they never had an a raise of infections. As a matter of fact, it's the state with the most old people in the country and people didn't die of COVID because they weren't spreading it. They just went out and they did their things. This was a terrible portion of his speech because it really shows partisanship and it vilifies states that said, we don't believe the federal government should have a say. By the way, DeSantis in Florida and Cuomo in New York, who managed the virus better. That's all I have to say. It's wrong, it's un-American, and it must stop. Look, we know what we need to do to beat this virus. Tell the truth. Follow the scientists and the science. Work together. Put trust and faith in our government to fulfill its most important function, which is protecting the American people. No function more important. We need to remember the government isn't some foreign force in a distant capital. No, it's us, all of us. We, the people. For you and I, that America thrives when we give our hearts when we turn our hands to common purpose. There are three things here. First off, the demonizing of the states that decided to let the federal government make decisions. It decided not to let the federal government make, make decisions. So Texas, Florida, Mississippi, they're evil. Missouri, they're evil. They're bad. Because they didn't listen to the federal government. Who, by the way has been wrong the entire time. And that leads us to the second point. Follow the science. Follow the truth. What science? Joe Biden is listening to Fauci. Dr. Fauci. David Fauci. I don't know what his name is. And the fact is, Fauci has been lying to the people as early as last year, in March, when he told them not to wear masks. The CDC, the WHO, they've all lied for political purposes. We should trust them? Really? Really? How about you let me trust myself? You let me determine what I should do or not do. I guarantee you I know what to do. I guarantee you if a business wants me to wear a freaking mask, I'll wear a freaking mask. If a business says you can come in, that's fine. If I want to eat at a diner, that's fine. But here's the thing that really gets me is the last part of this thing. Trust the government. Hey, newsflash, I've always said the government sucks at everything. Trust the government. Oh, the government's there for you. We're telling you the right things, blah, blah, blah. The government has been wrong about 
everything for the last year. They're lying to you now. I mean, Gavin Newsom sat there and said, oh, we're never getting back to normal. We need now to fix California. Fix California. Just make it a more socialist state. This is the big lie. This is huge. I don't even know if I need to continue much more of the speech because the speech is all BS. Okay, so let's continue on, though, because there is some of the speech that's pretty good. And right now, my friends, we're doing just that. And I have to say, as your president, I'm grateful to you. Last summer, I was in Philadelphia, and I met a small business owner, a woman. I asked her, I said, what do you need most? Never forget what she said to me. She said, looking me in the eye, she said, I just want the truth, the truth. Just tell me the truth. Think of that. My fellow Americans, you're owed nothing less than the truth. The Biden administration has lied about everything. This is an ironic statement. They've lied about everything. They've lied about the crisis at the border. They've lied about the number of jobs they lost when he canceled the XL pipeline. They lied about the number of jobs that were cost. Oh, by the way, the XL pipeline and that gas prices would go up, which they're up in California 70 cents. They lied about the uh, jobs that were lost during the, um, during the cancellation of the building of the wall. They've lied about everything. Jen Psaki has lied about everything. This president has not done a press conference in 50 days. When Donald Trump said, we're not doing any more press conferences because the, the press is the enemy of the state, he didn't do a press conference for three weeks and they freaking destroyed him. This guy has still to answer any questions. It's all a lie. Everything is a lie. And I don't want to hear about how he's telling the truth about anything. And for all of you asking when things will get back to normal, here is the truth. Here comes the truth. Listen, listen. This is the part of the speech. And then I'm done with this speech. The only way to get our lives back to get our economy back on track, is to beat the virus. You've been hearing me say that for while I was running and the last 50 days I've been president. But this is one of the most complex operations we've under, under, ever undertaken as a nation in a long time. That's why I'm using every power I have as president of the United States to put us on a war footing to get the job done. Sounds like hyperbole, but I mean it, a war footing. And thank God we're making some real progress now. In my first full day in office, I outlined for you a comprehensive strategy to beat this pandemic. We've spent every day since attempting to carry it out. Two months ago, the country, this country didn't have nearly enough vaccine supply to vaccinate all or ever near all of the American public. But soon we will. We've been working with vaccine manufacturers, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, to manufacture and purchase hundreds of millions of doses of these three safe, effective vaccines. And now, at the direction and with the assistance of my administration, 
Johnson and Johnson is working together with a competitor, Merck, to speed up and increase the capacity to manufacture new Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which is one shot. That's just a lie. Um, the Trump administration had the two vaccines out before, and Johnson Johnson was developing a one-shot vaccine. And before Biden got out, they basically were right on a one-shot vaccine. And because of the Warp Speed Act, um, they were all working together. So that's a lie. That's an absolute lie. His administration is trying to take credit for something they didn't do. And here's the other problem with this whole thing. Couldn't just Biden say, thank you, Donald Trump. He did, his policies did improve the vaccine. Is hatred for Donald Trump that serious? You can't just say the vaccines came out because of the previous administration. Maybe they didn't have enough, but don't forget, they didn't have the vaccine until November, two weeks into November. So there was no vaccine at that point. But Trump's policies created the vaccines, including from Johnson & Johnson. In fact, just yesterday, I announced, and I met with the CEOs of both companies, I announced our plan to buy an additional 100 million doses of Johnson & Johnson vaccines. These two companies, competitors, have come together for the good of the nation, and they should be applauded for it. It's truly a national effort, just like we saw during World War II. Now, because of all the work we've done, we'll have enough vaccine supply for all adults in America by the end of May. I swore I'd shut the F up. But this was not a national effort. This was a free market effort. But you can't say that. Because the free market means that capitalism works. And that's what Donald Trump believed in. He believed in capitalism. He believed in the free market. And that's why we had three vaccines before Joe Biden took office. This is just, again, another lie. Like, the government did something. The government did nothing. They didn't create the vaccine. They effed up the freaking distribution of the vaccine. But what do you expect from a guy who's been part of the government for 50 years? It's crap. Okay, let's go on. That's months ahead of schedule. And we're mobilizing thousands of vaccinators to put the vaccine in one's arm. Calling active duty military, FEMA, retired doctors and nurses, administrators, and those to administer the shots. And we've been creating more places to get the shots. We've made it possible for you to get a vaccine in nearly one, any one of 10,000 pharmacies across the country. Just like you get your flu shot. We're also working with governors and mayors in red states and blue states to set up and support nearly 600 federally supported vaccination centers that administers hundreds of thousands of shots per day. You can drive up to a stadium or a large parking lot, get your shot, never leave your car, and drive home in less than an hour. 
the big announcement is coming in a few minutes, but no, that's not true. The government is way behind in setting up these vaccination centers. I believe they were supposed to set up 100 by now, and they are literally at like 20. So, no, that's not true. That's a lie. We've been sending vaccines to hundreds of community health centers all across America, located in underserved areas. He means areas of color. He doesn't mean me and you. He just means people who are people of color. That's what he means. So the social justice messaging continues. And we've been deploying and we will deploy more mobile vehicles and pop-up clinics to meet you where you live so those who are least able to get the vaccine are able to get it. We continue to work on making at-home testing available. And we've been focused on serving people in the hardest-hit communities of this pandemic. Black, Latino, Native American, and rural communities. Oh, there it is. There it is. Not white men. Not white women. At African American, black, Asians, Latinos, everyone but white people. Social justice messaging. This is evil. It is also, here. dare I say it, racist. So in other words, I don't deserve a vaccine because I'm a white heterosexual male. Good for me. So what does all this add up to? When I took office 50 days ago, only 8% of Americans after months, only 8% of those over the age of 65 had gotten their first vaccination. Today, that number is 65%. Just 14% of Americans over the age of 75, 50, 50 days ago, had gotten their first shot. Today, that number is well over 70%. With new guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, that came out on Monday, it means simply this. Millions and millions of grandparents who went months without being able to hug their grandkids can now do so. And the more people are fully vaccinated, the CD will continue to provide additional guidance on what you can do in the workplace, places of worship with your friends, as well as travel. When I came into office, you may recall, I set a goal that many of you said was that kind of way over the top. I said I intended to get 100 million shots in people's arms in my first 100 days in office. This is another BS lie. Um, Donald Trump had 1 million vaccinations a day when he left office. If you add 1 million vaccinations a day times... 100 days that's a million vaccinations a day that's a hundred million vaccinations a day this was a complete lie what he just said was a lie a flat out lie and it proves his lie earlier when they when he said there was no plan for this whole thing this is a terrible human being. He is a politician. He doesn't care about anyone. He just lied flat out. And all this can be checked. All this can be figured out. This isn't conspiracy. 
It's all there. It's in black and white. I can't believe he still came up with that. I don't know. Tonight, I can say we're not only going to meet that goal, we're going to beat that goal. Because we've actually on track to reach this goal of 100 million shots in arms on my 60th day in office. No other country in the world has done this. None. And I want to talk about the next steps we're thinking about. First, tonight, I'm announcing that I will direct all states, tribes, and territories to make all adults, people 18 and over, eligible to be vaccinated no later than May 1. Let me say that again. All adult Americans will be eligible to get a vaccine no later than May 1. That's much earlier than expected. Let me be clear. That doesn't mean everyone's going to have that shot immediately, but it means you'll be able to get in line beginning May 1. Every adult will be eligible to get their shot. And to do this, we're going to go from a million shots a day that I promised in December before I was sworn in to maintaining, beating our current pace of 2 million shots a day. That's because the goal of 1 million shots a day was already done and now he needs to expand it to 2 million shots a day. And mind you, listen to the wording. He says that you can apply for a shot on May 1st. That doesn't mean you're going to get it. If you're not an anti-vaxxer or whatever. I, I, I'll get the shot today. But the reality is you're not getting the shot on May 1st if you're a 30-year-old or a 20-year-old teacher who doesn't want to teach because uh, you don't have your shot yet. He's just saying you can apply for your shot. Be very careful with the language. The language is very specific, and when Jen Psaki talks, she can sit there and say, well, no, that's not exactly what he said. Outpacing the rest of the world. Secondly, at the time when every adult is eligible in May, we will launch, with our partners, new tools to make it easier for you to find the vaccine and where to get the shot, including a new website that will help you first find the place to get vaccinated and the one nearest you. Oh, geez. We know how well their last website worked and we know how much that one cost. Can't wait to see how that works out. No more searching day and night for an appointment for you and your loved ones. Thirdly, with the passage of the American Rescue Plan, and I thank again the House and Senate for passing it, and my announcement last month of a plan to vaccinate teachers and school staff, including bus drivers, we can accelerate massive nationwide effort to reopen our schools safely and meet my goal that I stated at the same time about 100 million shots of opening a majority of K through 8 schools in my first 100 days in office. This is going to be the number one priority of my new Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona. The people who greet me in Walmart are considered essential employees. Um, the guy who drives my Amazon package is considered an essential employee, but teachers aren't. Really?
this is kowtowing to the teachers' unions, and that's what he's doing right now. Um, my personal opinion, if I was a state senator, I, if I was a governor, a state governor, I would sit back and say, fire them all, let God sort them out, and hire new teachers, just like Reagan did with the air traffic controllers. I am sick and tired of public unions. They are terrible, absolutely terrible. So he's doing nothing but kowtowing to the unions here. And by the way, the unions are looking at getting, I don't know, almost a trillion dollars up until 2026 so they can teach our kids that are killing themselves? Come on, stop it. You're killing me here, Joe. Fourth, in the coming weeks, we will issue further guidance on what you can and cannot do once fully vaccinated to lessen the confusion, to keep people safe, and encourage more people to get vaccinated. What in the F is he talking about? I don't need to have the CDC come up with BS guidelines that they've been wrong about for however long. If I get vaccinated and I have to suffer through the vaccination, which, by the way, the booster shot is tough. People have died after the booster shot. Not a lot. Less than 100. But it, you do go through side effects with the booster shot. I don't want to hear, after I go through all that crap, that the CDC says that, well, yeah, well, there are things you have to do, like wear a mask and social distance. If I get the booster, if I get that vaccine... I better be able to give my father, who's eight, 76 years old, I better be able to give him a big fucking hug. This is crap. This is why the vaccine is being rejected by a lot of people. Because they're tired of this crap. This is not going to happen. If I get the vaccine, I'm free. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to walk into a party. I'm going to go to a baseball game with 40,000 other people. And I'm not going to listen to the CDC. And this is why the vaccine is being rejected by a lot of people is because of the mixed messaging by this piece of crap administration. Garbage. And I want to get the vaccine now. I want to get it. I don't care. Give it to me. I even asked somebody at, tw um, at at a hospital that I went to today, when can I get the vaccine? And they told me, well, just wait, it's coming. You'll be able to get it. But the problem is I'm too young and I'm too healthy. And I'm not that young. I'm 53 years old. This son of a bitch is telling me I get the vaccine and I'm still not safe? No, it's crap. It's bullshit. It's done. And finally, fifth, and maybe most importantly, I promise I will do everything in my power. I will not relent until we beat this virus. But I need you, the American people. I need you. I need every American to do their part. And that's not hyperbole. I need you. I need you to get vaccinated when it's your turn and when you can find an opportunity. It is hyperbole. It's bullshit. You just told me two seconds ago that I could get vaccinated, yet 
I still have to follow rules? Why would I need to follow rules if I'm vaccinated? Because the vaccine, by the way, is 97% effective after the booster. If I'm 97%, I'm going to get that 16-inch needle stuck in my arm and take two shots and probably after the booster suffer in bed for two days while my body acclimates, I better be able to give my dad a hug. He just said I may have to follow CDC rules. F you, Joe Biden. I get this shot. I get these shots. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'll do it. I'll do it today. But don't tell me that I have to follow rules after I get that shot. If you're saying I do, it is hyperbole. It's BS. And to help your family, your friends, your neighbors get vaccinated as well. Because here's the point. If we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends, will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout or a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean small groups will be able to get together. After this long, hard year, that will make this Independence Day something truly special. Okay, I'm done. That's all I wanted to hear. So basically what he's telling me is that after I get vaccinated and everyone gets vaccinated, um, we still should only meet on the 4th of July in small groups? Really? Why can't I go to a baseball game with 50,000 people? and not worry about catching the disease or spreading the disease. Yeah, this guy's full of shit. This was a terrible speech. The only thing Joe Biden did in this speech was not stumble. That's all he did, and he read it. And by the way, just an FYI, people asked him a question after the speech, and he walked away. He walked away. It was not a comforting speech. It was a terrible speech. By the way, I I cut it out because I'm already 43 minutes into this whole thing. But the reality is the rest of it was your grandma and bullshit like that. This was a bullshit speech. Trust the government. We know all. You can't trust the government. The government is not there for you. They don't care. And after we talk about cancel culture tomorrow, which is tomorrow's podcast can be short because I'm doing this podcast very late today. And it you're not most of you aren't going to even hear this until um, Friday and I'm doing this on Thursday after the speech. This was terrible. So some of the things Joe Biden didn't do. First off, you know what would have been, he did bring up unity and all this crap. You know what would have been unifying? If he had sat there and said, I thank Donald Trump for starting this whole thing. He doesn't have to say anything great about him. He doesn't have to sit back and say, uh, your plan is what we used and blah, blah, blah. He, he just say, 
Operation Warp Speed, great idea. We've got these these things. We've got these these vaccines. But the fact of the matter is he didn't do any of that. He made it that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was because of him. It wasn't. It had nothing, none of the vaccines. Here's, here's the reality. Nothing that Joe Biden did had anything to do with fixing this virus. The only good thing about this whole thing is that at least Joe Biden admitted that this virus is going to be here. And it's always going to be here. Which is why I can't celebrate with 200 friends on 4th of July or go to a baseball game with everybody. Can't do that. Crisis. That's what Democrats depend on. Crisis. Fear. It's really bad. And the problem is, most of the country doesn't think like that anymore. And his bullshit bill had nothing to do with anything. It's just, it's a crap bill that's going to raise inflation in three years so that I'm paying 13 bucks for a Big Mac at McDonald's. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to be paying $7 for a, a loaf of bread. I'm going to be going to gas stations that are going to be $6 a gallon. His bill did nothing. Hello, I'm not getting $1,400 this year in, in, a, in a couple of days. I'm not getting $1,400. I made too much money last year. I'm going to be getting three, four hundred dollars. And every dime that the government gives up is going to cost fifty seven hundred and fifty dollars. So you get fourteen hundred dollars. Good for you. You should get it. You should get it. It's your money. You should get it. But it's going to cost you $5,750 in the long run. Do you realize that after this whole thing is done, each family is going to be paying a million dollars? My fiancé is going to be getting $4,200. And she said, I shouldn't be getting $4,200 because I do well. I said, I know, you're going to get $4,200. Do you realize $1,400 times three, because it's her and her kids, is times three, and then you multiply that by 57, you, you add $5,700, you're going to be spending $25,000 for this whole freaking thing? I'm sorry, $29,000. It's a freaking grift. It's a lie. It's bullshit. You know what I would love for someone to say? Is that, you know something? Uh, I know things have been tough for you. Um, and now they're, they're talking about this $300 a month for ch children? Well, that's universal basic income. And we already know that's failed everywhere it's been done. That's what's happening. The welfare state is going to continue. Everything is bullshit here now. It's all a lie. Everything is a lie. 
You know what's not a lie? You know something? Uh, you have till August to get a job. And we're opening the economy. And COVID's not going anywhere. We're going to have COVID next fall. Are they going to close the entire economy next fall? COVID is not going anywhere, folks. It's it's a COVID virus. It's like the flu. It's like SARS. It's even called SARS-2. It is a SARS virus. It's not going anywhere. We're going to have to learn to live on our own. And we're also, as a people, if you want to be free, going to have to live on your own. And you're going to have to make good decisions. Because as an individual, I'm an individual, and if a company tells me, Costco, I walk to Costco and they tell me, you know something, wear a mask. I We want you to wear a mask. I'm going to wear a mask. And places that say, do you want to wear a mask? I won't wear a mask. And I think that... and. and it just doesn't make sense. We need to use our own brains. You, People need to stop trusting the government. The government does no shit. That's the reality. I know I'm cussing. I'm going to have to change my YouTube profile. But the government doesn't know anything. And Fauci doesn't know, Dr. Fauci doesn't know anything. He's been lying to us. He lied to us during the Trump administration. He's a politician. Okay, I'm done. I'm preaching. I'm going to stop now. Okay, so, well, you know, you can visit my, you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can download or listen to this podcast at, um, uh, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. This is Gene. God bless you all. Oh, oh, no, 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 not done yet. I know it's 50 minutes. Dave is going to freaking kill me. But um, tomorrow it's going to be a shorter podcast. I did this at 9, 10 o'clock at night because I wanted this out. I'm going to do another podcast tomorrow, but I'm just going to talk about cancel culture because we got a ton of cancellations. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.